In the warm, tropical seas of the Caribbean and Gulf of Mexico, a 600-pound bathing beauty swims effortlessly through the water and then reclines gracefully on a sandy beach. This alluring figure is the Caribbean monk seal, a carnivorous marine mammal that once called these pleasant waters home. Welcome back to Extinction Events. I'm Melissa here with Jack. Hello. It's been a while. Not if you're listening and you just clicked next episode. A <laughs> uh, little tidbit. Extinction Event has way more listens than there are Hawaiian monk seals left in the world. How many monk seals? Hawaiian monk seals, there are about 1,400 left. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, we have like a lot more than that. That's it's almost not even a good comparison, but uh, we're doing pretty good. Monk seals, not so much. No, Hawaiian ones are still around. This this episode is about the Caribbean monk seals, and we know what happens to them. So, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> what's unusual about the Caribbean monk seal is that these are seals that liked warmer water, which people don't associate warm water with seals. Usually you think of like they're down in the Arctic, you're clubbing them over the head, blood all over the snow. That's a <laughs> traditional image that comes to mind. But these ones are more Mai Tai, you know, rolling up on the beach yeah. in the suntan seals. Yeah. Laid back. Jeez, I, I feel rude. I didn't even ask how you've been. Nah, same. Same. Nothing changed. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, like you didn't ask, but if you were wondering. <laughs> oh, okay. Good banter. Well, let's just uh, jump into it. <laughs> the name Caribbean monk seal is from fishermen who saw this creature and thought that its smooth head and fatty neck looked a lot like a monk's habit. Just his whole body kind of looked like it was a monk's robe. Because monks have like a big hood. hood neck. Yeah. Okay. I'm following. I'm tracking. But other than that, we we don't know a, a whole lot about the Caribbean monk seals. The naming or just in general? Just in general. <laughs> like they named it because it looked like a monk. The end. <laughs> Good episode. And then we killed it. Yeah. <laughs> we think that it could reach up to 10 feet in length and could weigh up to 600 pounds. A French explorer from the 1600s described them like this. Marine bears, others sometimes call sea wolves, it is big and long, hairy, four legs, just sleeps on the sand, stands against you on its two hind legs, hit on the muzzle with a stick, you kill it, we make oil from it. That, that, good, good stuff. Yeah, I, what is it stands against you on its two hind legs? That seemed like a very personal note. What is happening? That is that what seals do? That, obviously that came from personal experience. <laughs> Very personal. Stands against you, two hind legs quivering beneath its weight. <laughs> you feel its hot breath on your neck. It looks away. <laughs> no. What if someone sees? Oh, Let them see. I don't care anymore. But she's taken another lever. In blind rage, you grab a stick on the muzzle. It's dead. We make oil. Uh, that story took a turn real quick. Yeah, it got from intimacy to heated. We make oil from it. 
what could have been. It was like that interaction sort of set the tone for everything, I guess. Yeah, we have an early suspect of who done it in this extinction case. <laughs> it's always the jilted lover. Like next we're going to find out someone took out a life insurance policy on them. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, I think he really loved her, it. I don't know. You know, there was a lot of compassion. Sailors, man. You know, they're out there for a few years. (laughs) Just by themselves. Okay. On land, these creatures were a little clumsy. I mean, you've seen seals. You know Mm -hmm. how they are. Mm -hmm. It's no surprise. They were great swimmers, though. Sidebar, have you ever heard the rumor that the singer Seal got his name Seal because he got bit in the face by a seal? Because I don't think that's real. But I don't, I've don't. i never Googled it. I don't know. I don't know if seals are going in around biting people. You'd have to be pretty close to one <laughs> emotionally and physically to um, get bitten on the face. And in that case, you know what to do. Grab a stick. Yeah. Muzzle. Muzzle. Make oil. Uh-huh. All I know is that every time I'm doing research on seals, I find it annoying that the first search result is seal. The singer and then i have to write you know mammal uh which probably still you have to do it again because the singer seal is a mammal (laughs) this is true i have to write pinniped Uh, watch his next album be called pinniped and then you're really screwed in general though accounts show that they were kind of chill one eyewitness noted that they liked basking in the sun and taking their repose. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's so dignified. I'll be taking my repose. <laughs> in the study. Maybe that's why we don't use it anymore. We don't have studies. I think once sweatpants were invented, that phrase went away. <laughs> like, and like, I know you're just relaxing, but with those sweatpants and the Cheeto stains, like it doesn't deserve the phrase, <laughs> taking my repose. <laughs> Okay. It was soon replaced by, if anybody needs me, I'll be in the basement. (laughs) Okay. For millions of years, they didn't have any serious predators to contend with, unless you consider sharks a serious predator. And who does these days? (laughs) Right? Sharks? In the ocean, a predator? Not something I would put together. Then around 15,000 years ago... This is when Native American cultures around the Caribbean and Gulf of Mexico likely encountered these seals. However, we don't... Wait, Native Americans in the Caribbean? You know, I think when I'm saying Native American, I'm just saying Native to the Americas, the current day Americas. So you use South America, North America, and then all those islands. Native inhabitants of that region likely encountered these seals. However... We don't know a lot about those early interactions other than they might have been a rare treat for people of higher status. That's awfully specific (laughs) for not knowing a lot. Uh, I don't... (laughs) We don't know a lot about these, but we do think it was a pretty nice little treat. (laughs) It's not until 1494 that we get any reliable records of human and Caribbean monk seal encounters. 1494, Jack, does that date ring any nope, bell? No? Nothing important. You're probably thinking of 1492. Well, yeah, but you asked about 1494. Okay. So. <laughs> 1494 is the second time Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Really? Yes. No songs about that. No, 
there should have been because this time Columbus and his men stop on what is modern day Haiti and they dine on some Caribbean monk seals. Yeah. So that's the first written encounter we really have uh, in more modern times. Was there any description of seal meat and how it tastes fatty like chicken? No, this time there wasn't any descriptions that I could find. Mm. Okay. The next recorded encounter is in 1513. And this is when Juan Ponce de Leon, remember that guy? Mm-hmm. From high school and middle school or something? It's a familiar name. But we don't know. <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's come up so often since then. <laughs> okay, well, I know what we were supposed to learn about him because I did the research on this one. He discovers Florida, you know, oh. and then he's searching for the Fountain of Youth. Over there. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, and I don't, again, know why that's important. Why did oh, we need to know that? He found it. That's If right. you knew your conspiracy history, you would know that he found it in the city of gold. And it's been covered up ever since because okay. of aliens and other sure, stuff. Sure, sure, Okay, so Juan Ponce de Leon and his crew, they find some Caribbean monk seals on the Dry Tortugas. That is an island group off the coast of Florida they kill 14 Lobos Marinos. Sea wolves. Sea wolves, and that's a, the other name for Caribbean monk seal, plus 160 turtles and 5,000 birds. Damn. Damn. Just a little tidbit, though. Extinction event still has more listens. Oh, than, what humble brag. <laughs> than the number of birds they killed on the dry tortugas. Oh, wow. They probably extincted some birds. In the process, so it, how long would it take you to collect five thousand? I get my entire life, right? Yeah, different times, man. As the years go on, more explorers keep coming to this region. Many of them wreck their ships, and the survivors of those wrecks will eat monk seals while they are marooned on some of these Caribbean islands. One of these shipwrecked crews recorded killing over 300 seals before being rescued. And I don't even think that's the crazy thing about this. I think it's just that getting marooned on an island was just something that happened a lot. Mm -hmm. And wow, you don't have to, not a care in the world. I'm just marooned (laughs) on an island and I'm going to wait for someone to come pick me up in a couple years. It's not like they crashed at like a five-star resort. They crashed on an island it's like, did you ever see Castaway? But that's because he was a modern day dude. If this is the 1500s. You're just used to being. You're used to dire living conditions. Things could have been worse, yes. They're lucky that they could just go up and whack a seal and eat and then have like a thousand more ready. They could survive there indefinitely. But you still got to make shelter. You got to find water. You got to kill birds every day. I mean, yeah, killing a bunch of birds and all the murdering doesn't pique my interest, but otherwise it sounds kind of fun. I bet like a month into it, you get into a routine and you get to be like, you're playing games, you're having fun, (laughs) you're naming the seals, maybe you're finding a little romance. (laughs) If you're lucky, one will lean up against you. Mm Mm-hmm. And no surprise here, they were easy to kill. I'll let you guess how they did it. 
I mean, we already know a stick. What kind of stick they use? Kind to... of. Like... Hmm. I'm going to go wild card. I'm going to say coconut. Coconut. <laughs> Killed them with coconuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, clubs. I'm surprised that you didn't get that. It's kind of the obvious choice. <laughs> <laughs> they usually beat them to death with clubs. Uh, often sailors would wait until the seals came on shore at night to sleep. I, you know, at least they didn't see it coming. It's nice. If you got them good the first time. And you can always say they died in their sleep, which is... <laughs> they weren't only used as food. They were also used as an oil, most extensively as a lubricant for machinery <laughs> in the sugar production process that was a prolific industry in that area at that time. Yeah. It's crazy how much this the world economy depended on just animal oil. That's yeah, all the whales and um what was that one we killed a while back? Personally? The sea cow. No. Oh. <laughs> the stellar sea cow. Mm-hmm. The skins were also used to make drums, caps, and belts that were worn by sailors. The seal skin belts could apparently predict the tides and weather. Uh, The way it worked was that if the hair on the skin was smooth and lying down flat, it meant good weather. If the hair rose up, it meant there was going to be bad weather. So this is sort of like a mariner's trick of the trade that goes back as far as the ancient Greeks. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. It doesn't seem like a whole, a lot of a trick to me. It's, It's just like chicken skin or goosebumps. It's yeah. not really magic. I, I guess you can put it together. It's just like uh, when it's dry out, the skin's going to contract yeah. and make the hair stand up. Right. And then it's like, oh, the weather's bad. There's like storm clouds brewing and like they're looking at their belts. <laughs> Guys, check this out. <laughs> Extinction event is brought to you by Sealskin Belts. Hey, Melissa, um, I noticed your pants are a little saggy. Is that because you are in the market for a new belt? Oh, why, yes, I am. Great. Uh, what a delightful opportunity you've just stumbled into because I happen to be selling a very exclusive belt. Mm, tell me more. Check this out. Extinct Caribbean monk seal belt. Ooh, extinct. Are your ears burning? Love it, yes. Because all you heard was exclusive, looks dashing, uh, has some black magic trickery in it. What? what? Does it do? Tell you more? Yeah, what like what is this trickery you speak of? You know how usually you wake up in the morning and you go, Hey Siri, tell me what the weather is. And then you wait five seconds because Siri didn't hear you, and then you have to repeat it over again. Yes, and yes. And they don't hear you again, so you have to say it again in a robot voice and you feel a little bit racist because you're doing it like, Hey Siri, tell me what the weather is. Yes. You don't have to do that anymore. Now you just look at your belt. If it's prickly, bad weather. If it's smooth, it's smooth sailing, baby. Mm. Uh, how does it work? Well, well. I, I, nobody really knows. We think it has to do with our patented murdering process. Somehow the soul of the seal is transferred into the belt, and its desire is only to tell you what the weather is. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a big benefit, and you don't have to tell Jeff Bezos every time you wipe your butt, you know? <laughs> All right, so let me put you down. How many you want it for, down for? Uh, I mean... We'll start off with three, three, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Okay, another thing. You had any tips on where I can find a Caribbean monk seal? Where there might be a Caribbean monk seal? Mm-hmm. Any sightings or anything? I, I Wait till the end of the episode? 
Nice. <laughs> Caribbean monk seals. Thank you, Caribbean monk seal belts. They were also kept as pets. There was a fort on the Dry Tortugas that had a moat, and they kept some in the moat. These were, though, pets that you could eat. Hmm. They didn't keep pets. They these were, It was just like a... More of a livestock thing. Yeah. Moats are kind of a refrigerator. Yeah, that, but that means they're like dragging these poor seals out of the surf and then across land into the moat. You think they just willingly do that? Probably like throw them in a bag first mm, mm. and bring them into the moat. Maybe they did a line of food and then just like... <laughs> We can sit here all day and think of ways to get a seal into a moat. That's the kind of stuff you do when you're marooned on a yeah. Caribbean island. Guys, we've been uh, tasked with getting these seals into this moat, which we can all agree, seals in the moat is a great idea. Great idea. Getting them there, that's something else. I wish one of us had more than a third grade education here. You know, I'm just looking at everything we have. We got a lot of dead birds. Dead birds, good, good. How yeah. can we use them? What if we created a raft out of dead birds and then we shoveled out a moat or a, a waterway? I'm going to stop you right there. Flotation is not a problem with these seals. So I don't know if a raft is going to get us there. But dead birds. Okay, dead maybe birds. Not a I'm just going off the top of my head here. Uh, dead uh. birds, feathers, flying Has device. This been a flying device? Has that been invented yet? Could we... Like no. A, okay, shoot. Not not been invented yet. Um, uh, I have an idea. Yes, you yes. were there, the, the hand. In the uh, perhaps we, instead of being so forceful about getting them into the boat, uh, wind and dine them a bit, if you will, and uh, uh, yes. lure them closer Look, to the boat. This idea didn't work the first three times you brought it up. Okay? We all know that you're very fond of the seals. And we're not going to contribute the last of our wine so you could try and wine and dine them and have a nice night out. It's been successful, I would say. We got very close to the moat on the third try. And now we're yeah. out of wine, almost. <laughs> okay? No more ideas from you. You're cut off from ideas. I think you're being a little harsh. It, maybe you don't have the connection with the seals that I do and you're just feeling you a little jealous. That. You keep saying that and we've heard this again and again and again. Stop saying this is a plan. You're just trying to seduce a seal and we all can see through it. Please excuse me, I uh, have an important date with Tiffany. Stop naming them. I won't bore you with the details, but over the years we see many more Europeans traveling to the Caribbean and Gulf of Mexico. More shipwrecks, more seals are gone. So, the sugar industry killed a lot of them for oil, sailors were eating them, also fishermen were blaming the seals for stealing their fish. Mm -hmm. um, so they were killing them for that, like, just right. revenge. I mean, what do you do? You're fighting over the same fish? I just don't see the situation in which this That is. happens. I've seen it on YouTube. Oh. You're reeling it up. You're sitting on the dock. You're reeling it, and then a seal just goes, you're in, takes it. I guess if that happens a couple times, you're like, someone get me a stick. <laughs> Finally, some naturalists decide to go looking for them, 
This is in 1886. Uh, usually by the time someone decides to go looking for animals like this, they're already gone. But this time, they actually find some. So they did what any respectable naturalist of the time did, and they went on a killing spree, hmm. armed with knives and clubs. Uh, <laughs> they kill over 40 Caribbean monk seals. We're so- killing you to save you. Ah. <laughs> This is interesting. Two specimens from that expedition are still around. They're housed at museums in the UK. There we go. But, so it's all worth it. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're on display. They're probably rotting. Probably in every natural history museum, there's a basement full of the the efforts of naturalists from the late 1800s. Not long after that, another team of naturalists set out to search for the seals. And this time, they're still not gone. They're still around. They find 75. This is great. So they decide, hey, let's kill half of them. Yes, that's what you'd expect. By now, the Caribbean monk seal is so rare, it is seen as a curiosity. People would pay just to see a dead one. There's an account of one that's killed off the coast of Key West in 1906, and people paid just to stare at its body. And then after that, the carcass was offered up for sale. Hmm. So that was something people did back then. Uh, Before television. Hey, Phil, uh, what's up? What are you doing? Absolutely nothing. I got some great news, man. What's up? Here's a dead carcass down of the beach. You got any money? Wait, what? Does it cost? How much does it cost to see it? Does it matter? No, yeah, I'm not. Caribbean monk seals were captured and displayed as live curiosities as well. They put some in a body of water off the coast of Florida as an attraction of sorts, but people complained that the seals were too scary, so they moved them to the Pensacola Harbor. I. How does that? What? <laughs> a different body of water makes them less scary? What was this attraction? I'm confused. It seems, seems like it was a makeshift aquarium where they're just like, oh, this will be fun for the kids if we have some seals in here so swimming like around. throw the kids in with them? I don't know. So I could see that, but that would be scary. That would be. You know, I was, uh, I mean, a personal story. You have a personal story. I saw a seal once. I was snorkeling Catalina Island. Terrifying. (laughs) Seal right overhead. Stop. Did you think it was a shark? You think it's another person because you're snorkeling with people. And then super fast. So it was playing with you. And you you get a little bit scared because you see they got big old teeth. (gasps) And you're like, if this guy wanted to, he could totally take a chomp out of me. It's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure if I was in that situation, I would just have a heart attack and die on the spot. I hear that most of the time that people get bit, it's because they have like a ring or something shiny mm. and they see it and they think it's a fish and they go for it. Mm. Like, oh, you're holding a fish? Hum. Chomp. Okay, back to this weird open-air aquarium they have in Florida. So they move them to Pensacola Harbor. And I'm thinking that maybe they're like, okay, this was a bad idea. If we move them to the harbor, they'd just swim out. But they didn't. And people complained about them being there. 
as well. So they did what pretty much everyone did with Caribbean Monk Sills did back then, and they just killed them. Mm. So that didn't go well. But now, for the piece de resistance of the species, the most famous Caribbean monk seals of all time, aptly named seal number one and seal number two, the Caribbean monk seals that were held at the New York Aquarium. Start spreading the news. (laughs) Pack your bag, boys. We're leaving this podunk Florida panhandle or whatever, Pensacola. I don't know. We're going to the Big Apple. New York, baby. Seal number one, seal number two. You're on the next train upstate. The New York, baby. Yes, these were the most famous Caribbean monk seals in history. Unofficially, they were named Tom and Nelly. I prefer seal number one and seal number two. It's got a more Dr. Seuss quality to it. Number one. Number one. Kai, you think seal number two had a bit of a complex? (laughs) And maybe seal number one had a bit of an ego. (laughs) They were a big deal back in their day. They were very playful. Their most notorious trick was to squirt water at visitors. You know, like the splash zone is what it's right. just. It's SeaWorld. Of course. Who's that comedian who smashes the watermelons? Gallagher. Uh, yeah. So they were a, kind of a Gallagher of the animal kingdom. <laughs> is it Gallagher? I feel like I, I'm getting that wrong. I think he might be. I, the guy's on the tip Sm- of my tongue there. Yeah, with the watermelons. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, okay. So what they do is they look innocently at someone in the crowd until they came up close and then they'd spit in their face or apparently would also seek out visitors that had uh, brightly colored clothes. So this is a typical friendly joke in New York, though. <laughs> Spitting in someone's face. Draw them in close, spit in their face. <laughs> we all have a good laugh. Happens on the train all the time. So this was fun for visitors, but the keepers, uh, they tried to stop this by limiting the amount of water that was going into their pool. But the seals figured out that they could just block the drainage pipe by putting their mouth over it. And they just wait there for the pool to fill up again and continue spitting. Uh, so <laughs> These damn seals. These damn seals. They, oh, they're pranksters. They all- Anything for a joke. <laughs> They also had a wooden ball that they could play with. Like, what? Why? She's old-timey stuff, huh? Life of luxury. (laughs) Wooden ball? What are they complaining about? Wait, who said they were complaining? I just assume they're in New York. It's kind of what you do. Hey, number two. Hey, number one, how you doing? How you doing today? Have a good one? Eh, you know, squared a few people, put my mouth on that pipe, you know. Oh, yeah, the pipe. <laughs> well, it seemed like, you know, I was doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're doing Tuesday, Thursday for the pipe, so. I noticed uh, on Tuesday when I came in, the, you didn't really clean the pipe after you used it. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. We ta- we've talked about this. I've so- I did realize, you know, I've just been so busy with uh, the wooden ball and. Um, well, yeah, sure, the ball's great. Yeah. I'm not complaining about the ball. We all love the ball. It's wooden. It floats. But I'm I, I'm coming in on Tuesday, which is my day. And I go to put my mouth on the pipe, and I notice it tastes a little different. 
tastes a little like number one. Didn't clean it off. And so I go to spit in this guy's face. And you know what it tastes like coming out? Tastes like you. Look, you know, I can see you want me to apologize here, but... I'm not looking for an apology. I'm just letting you know. You know, that's the thing. After you're you're done always with the letting pipe. me know, number two. It's like, uh. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not number one. Everybody, look out. Look, I was just the first one out of the crate when they uh, unloaded us into this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not your fault. You're number one, and I'm just number two. It's the day old pipes bit. Look, uh, you done? Because I was thinking about taking my repose over there on the Why don't platform. you go take your repose? You know what, number two? That's a great idea. I didn't just think of it myself. I'll go do that. I'm taking this ball. The keepers would also sort of tease them with this cane that they had. Uh, They tried to get them to jump out of the water and bite the cane. They were also very loud, which was unusual for... New Yorkers. (laughs) They would bark a lot. (laughs) They are seals. (laughs) So what they would do as well is they'd yell or bark into the pipes and that would echo through the entire aquarium and I guess it sounded very demonic. Oh, that's cool. So Tom and Nellie were the most popular species kept at the aquarium during their time there. If that's your headliner as a seal, like what are the other animals at this aquarium? Yeah, I I didn't look that up. I think there's other seals. I know that (laughs) this is... This one was like also pretty popular because we knew that it was going extinct and uh, we love to kind of, yeah. oh, that's too Get bad. Get down here before the show hits the road. Yeah. <laughs> 1800s aquariums probably like, here's a dog that we put in the water. <laughs> um, here's a halibut. They probably had like a sea cow. Whoa. Really? Probably, yeah. Because those were easy to get down in, in Florida. And, oh, okay. Like know. manatee. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And all of these are very temporary. Oh, yes. Conditions were not good. You know, even though they were super popular and the main attraction, their living conditions were horrendous. Their tank was approximately 28 by 14 feet with a 10-foot platform at one end for them to take their repose. And the water was only three feet deep. Huh. Apparently, they just sort of swim in circles in that small pool, endlessly kind of crazy. Uh, but the water was warm. It was like 84 degrees, I guess. That's but uh, nice. that is an incredibly small place to live when you're used to the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, it's an enclosed building. It's it's at Castle Clinton in Battery Park is where this was. Look it up. There's some really cool photos of it. It looks stuffy and dark in there. It's gross looking. It's solitary confinement, basically. Yeah. It's like being trapped at 24-hour fitness in the jacuzzi with <laughs> one other person. Well, it makes sense that they all have the lifespan of a banana. Yeah, honestly, typical lifespan for... Life expectancy of a banana. <laughs> we're talking like a couple hours, usually, through a, a few days. But Tom and Nellie were some of the longest-living Caribbean monk seals in captivity of all time. Tom lived for two years and Nellie for five. Um, and they both kind of died of really bad health conditions. And Nellie was like extremely overweight. She pretty, pretty bad. Tuesday. It's my day, but they're all pretty much my day now. Ever since Tom went to that big Pensacola in the sky. 
Oh, I know we used to have our tiffs, but sometimes when I put my mouth on the pipe, it still tastes like you. Yeah, sure, I might be getting a little tubby. And old Tom, he would have had something to say. But I'd do anything to hear that again. Guess I'll go bite the stick. Maybe play with the wooden ball. Just like Tom would have done. Out in the wild, the Caribbean monk seals are pretty much gone. The very last confirmed kill was in 1939 off the coast of Jamaica. The last confirmed sighting is 1952 near the Serenilla Bank which is an area of remote islets and dangerous reefs nicknamed the Vipers. Uh, Lots of ships have wrecked there, and it's a popular location for treasure hunters. Mm. So if the seals had a final stronghold, this would be an ideal location. So maybe the last of the species was hiding out there. But we don't know. Finally, in the 1970s, someone organizes an expedition to search for these guys, Obviously, they're not going to find any. Yeah. Yeah. 1970s, they have 1970s technology. They just put a man on the moon. (laughs) I think we could find a seal if it's out there. No, they don't. I guess not. They don't find any. uh, But more importantly, the researchers on this trip had a good time. Oh. Yeah. We do know that. We do. Uh, Apparently, while searching for the seals, they were chased by pirates. Some of them almost drowned, and the boat was nearly cut in half by a Russian submarine. What? (laughs) Also, the Russian submarine was carrying cocaine, and it was owned by Cubans. (laughs) I was just thinking this is the ultimate grad student summer vacation trip, right? (laughs) If you are a nerdy (laughs) grad student. I I like how your version of... (laughs) grad students is like revenge of the nerds or something or it's like we're gonna have the best summer ever <laughs> guys you're my best friends and if this is our last summer together as grad students studying to become professional scientists we're gonna make it one hell of a party Woo! these grad students are gonna put the rad in graduate studies Oh no, my bikini fell off. $500 for plastic cups? $600 for bikini strings? What is kind of a science trip is this? The best damn science trip of all time. Woo! What do you mean they're shutting down our funding? How are we gonna get all our nachos? Thar she blows. <laughs> I'm gonna do my thesis on jello shots. Grad party research assistant Caribbean Islands 2. Senior year. Again in the 80s and the 90s, researchers look for the seals. This time, not as fun of a trip. And again, they don't find anything. But I mean, they haven't found anything for a while. So I, this is just like. The people funding these trips are starting to wise up. <laughs> like- it reminds me of the... Hmm, last time we cut you a check, the boat got cut in half by a drug-running submarine, and you guys almost drowned. Okay, the funding gets cut, no more trips. Finally, the Caribbean monk seal is put on the endangered species list. Then, after 50 years pass without a confirmed sighting, that's when you can declare it extinct. So they do that in 2008. 
Sightings still continue to this day, and some researchers are hopeful. They think there might still be a few hiding out near Haiti or maybe the Serenella Bank. Yeah, some remote locations. Yeah, but even with these sightings, chances are they're extinct. It would be quite remarkable if they weren't. So give me the rundown. Exactly how did they go extinct? This one is pretty easy. They were just overhunted, but probably on top of that, there was overfishing by humans uh, that was depleting their natural food sources. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's it. It's not like a a fancy story. Uh, What do you think? If Uh, I compare it against other extinctions, yeah, it's pretty run of the mill. Yeah. You know, they didn't invent any specific seal killing weapon. It's just a stick. They did get names, which is a running theme. Mm-hmm. When you get down to the last few, they, they get names. That's most important. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty standard run of the mill extinction straight out of the uh, playbook. Nothing fancy. No reason to church it up. It's just, you know, bonk them on the head, call it a day. So the Caribbean monk seal may be gone, but the closest living relative is the Hawaiian monk seal. And there are about 1,400 of those left. They have been in the Hawaiian area for around 10 million years and are considered living fossils. Living fossils. Is that an honor or an insult? (laughs) It is an honor. It means that they have been unchanged genetically for such a long period of time it spans back you know many previous that's kind of the pinnacle eras. right that's like evolutionary like you've yeah. done it you're perfectly suited for your environment yeah. you do not have to evolve any wow that's cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good hope they stick around I, but that's not a lot mm. that's like one well when family. you compare it to how many listens that extinction events got <laughs> sure yeah well that about does it tune in next time i'm not sure when that will be exactly it'll probably be more than a week and less than a month who knows knows? time has no meaning (laughs) is it a day is it a year just keep on keeping on i guess well Well, i'm excited it turns out there's more animals that have gone extinct who knew the 20 we've already done so we've got more some really cool ones coming up i'm excited to talk about and um, glad to have you back, Jack. Glad to be back. Bye. Bye. A Peg Lake Deer production.